What up, fuckos? It's Tug Nasty, which means only one thing. You're listening to Nasty Nation. Uh, and this is an episode I've been wanting to do for a long time. And if there's ever a time to fucking do this episode, it's probably now. Um, talking Pantera. Uh, all things Pantera, pretty much. And got guests. It's not just me fucking like bullshitting this time. Also got the one and only Whitman. What's up, everybody? And we got our friend Holly here, who happens to be a fellow Pantera fan as well as just a music fan in fan general. Might be an understatement of Pantera. <sighs> well, <Hello>. obsessive. <laughs> I am not obsessive. I am just factually correct. Factually correct. Mm-hmm. So it makes perfect sense. How many times do you say you've seen Pantera? Thirteen. So you've seen them thirteen times. I only got to see them once. Um, and I'm just here because I'm friends with both of these fuckers. Yeah. I mean, I like Pantera, but this ain't a you know a Whitman show as usual. Whitman doesn't usually reach for uh, for the Pantera albums. Usually. I mean, I like them. You yeah. know what I mean? But I'm a white zombie motorhead dude instead of Pantera. When you're in a heavy road, yeah. I love yeah. white zombie. Oh, yeah, too. I know. But th- those are my kind of go-to metal Motorhead. Kind of games, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, those are my two I styles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love, and I love Pantera, you know, but and I'm going to wait on some of these albums, but I just don't know them as well as you guys do, but they're definitely still monumental. Yeah. Metal band for me, too, still. In my top five for sure, still. Yeah. You know. So, with uh, the reason why this makes sense, in case people have been living under a rock, uh, Pantera has reunited? I don't even know. It's so weird. I just, I, I just say the Pantera thing. Right. Because it's weird saying, like, oh, Pantera is, uh, you know, I just watched this live clip of Pantera. That, and it's weird. It really is fucking weird. Because... And it was a big deal when I was getting shit on my Facebook, and I don't get, like, metal articles and shit, you know what I mean? It's like my buddies are sharing stuff They're like, Pantera is kind of back. And I'm like, what the... F-? You know, I didn't, I didn't see it ever happening. Right? Well, I'm the biggest Pantera fan that most people in my community know. So, so that's once me in my community. Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> once I hit, it hit the internet, it was all over. I tagged, 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 yeah, tagged, yeah. tagged, tagged. Like, motherfuckers, I've seen, seen it. Yeah. 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 Thank you. And you know... Well, it's not really Pantera. How do you feel about it? Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Everybody's going to have some type of opinion about it. Right. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. Of course. It, are you a fan or not? Are do you, Are you there for the music? Yeah. You know, and what part of the music? Yeah. Were you, you know, a Benny Paul fan? Were you a Don fan? Were you a Rex fan? Were you a Phil fan? Just an old school fan. Or did you just or new, or enjoy right. it as Because, like, whole. I would go listen to it because it's the same songs. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not, like, a hardcore fan. I mean, as far as, like, enough to be up in arms about shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if I found myself at, a, at this new iteration of Pantera, this show, I'd have a fucking blast. Because they're going to play, you know what I mean? Like, It's the stuff you know. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. So it's like. They're playing some good ones. Yeah, they, uh, they are. So it's yeah. like, man, if you're. I just don't, I don't understand so much hate on it so much yeah. from people who are supposed Pantera fans. But that's because you they were I mean? Dime oh, for and sure. Vinnie Paul fans. Well, I yeah. get it. Which, I mean, if we're Pantera fans, we're fans of all of them. True. But some of us, like, I enjoyed Hell Yeah, but I'm a Down fan. Yeah. So well, yeah, I'll even take that over those two like side projects. I'll I yeah. Damage Plan was like it wasn't my favorite. In Damage Plan, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I into down. it. That's the only thing I have as far as any. I've seen Down. I've yeah. seen Down when they opened for Metallica, and like 
and I like Down's music or Phil's music in that band better than some of Benny Paul's stuff, but it's just like, I don't know. I mean, it's all. Absolutely. See, it, 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 that's, that's the thing, though, is it kind of makes sense, like, with Hell Yeah, because... They were, it, they, were they were a part they were a, a they were a party metal band. Yeah, and they were also kind of a super group, just like now. Yeah. Which oh, I mean, yeah, there's like isn't uh, somebody from uh, it's Mudvayne singer yeah. and I thought Peter Keenan was in that for a minute. No, he's no, in down. He's in down. Well, that's no. what I'm talking about. In down. Yeah, he's oh, in down. Oh, we're talking. Oh, yeah, about we're talking about Hell Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, Hell Yeah, because it had uh, Chad Gray from Mudvayne, yeah. and originally it had Greg from Mudvayne, and then he left, and they had. Uh, Dude, uh, fuck. The guitar player from uh, Nothing Face was playing with them. And then, like, I, I don't... There was They had a couple different bass players. And then, at some point, everybody left except for Chad and Vinny. Yeah. And then I, I kind of fell off after the first album. Well, honestly. I mean, that was kind of the beginning of the end, I think, for Vinny Paul. Because he never really did <coughs> anything else after Hell Yeah. But, I mean, you know, Don was obviously gone by then. Yeah. So, I think... I think that we got a hell yeah out of any was pretty surprising because the fact that he continued to make music without, you know, Dime, without the dude, you know, not to mention that they are blood kin, but the dude that he has made music with his whole life says something. But I think he just kind of lost the will for it. Yeah, he did. The only reason why he ended up doing hell yeah is because they, uh, they got because Chad and Greg and, and the dude from Nothing Face or whatever, they were like, let's just talk to him and see. Yeah. And then they went and he, they kind of finally got him and he was like, all right, you know, so they went down to the, to the recording studio. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on what they called it. Oh. Ah, fuck. It's a name. It's somebody's name. Johnny or Jane. It's, it's something stupid. But, yeah. Um, but they went down there to jam and, and Vinny was just like, man, and just, you know, Dom was all around me, and I just felt like it was needing to do. So, I mean, like, I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad that he got back to the music. Was I really that crazy about Hell Yeah? No, I wasn't. No. They weren't really that special, like, to me. Like, Damage Plan was kind of like, I hate to say it, but it was kind of like Pantera Light. That's exactly what it kind of was. But for me, I felt like But I like Damage Plan better than I did Hell Yeah. Yeah, I think from, like, just his perspective, or just the musician's perspective, outside of maybe the, the fan groups, that's just what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, all right, if you and Josh just quit playing for some reason, he, I don't know. That's whatever, your transition. You're going to still play music with somebody. Yeah. Because you did play music. And he might too if you guys, you know what I mean, quit playing, you know, Bastard Sons or whatever. Because you're a musician. Yeah. So I've you tried just, quitting it a thousand times. Yeah, you just want to keep doing that shit with somebody. And it's just like, well, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be, yeah. you know, but, but you're a musician. So you want to play music. You want to write music. You want to, yeah. you know what I mean, keep that, you know. Whatever, so you gotta find ways to adapt. You know, and, and, and going back to being a fan thing, like I, I, a lot of people were also saying, well, Phil just got done with the illegals and and Scour doing and, and well, well, the illegals were doing Pantera songs. Yeah, I know. I, I bought the tickets on the show. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I saw. We were at the same show, weren't we? Yeah. What is it? You were, were you there? On someone the illegals. No, you weren't there, were you? No. I'm thinking. Never mind. I'm somebody else. Yeah, I bought the tickets at Friday. Yeah, I went. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was Phil and the Legals, uh, Ministry, Promise, and Slayer, mm-hmm. and that's and that's all that they were doing. The thing, the difference, the difference for what Phil was doing with the Illegals and what is going on right now, is the fact that 
they're kind of doing the whole setup. Now, when the illegals are doing their shit, they weren't, there wasn't flames, there wasn't, it wasn't the whole deal. And they wanted to keep it as true to how things were when Vinny and Don were still alive. Well, that's like, and, they, and, they're, and they're doing the it now. caliber of musicians. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, the illegals. I mean, like, the illegals are great. I love Blue and all them, and they're yeah. great. Yeah. But look who's doing the Pantera. Yeah. Because yeah, it's weird to say reunion. It is. That's why that, the, the the Pantera thing. Yeah. It's hard to say the reunion. Yeah. Or you know. But I mean, look at the caliber of musicians you have filling in. No, is it Dime? Is it Vinny? No. Yeah. But it's you're getting you're getting I people couldn't... getting to check them out. I mean, how many how many bands are out there that have still continued that have totally different members? Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, I fuck. I mean. There's a million bands out there that are down to, the, like, one original member. Yeah. So. You know, like, I, that, that's what, I mean, fuck, Leonard Skinner. You know, Leonard Skinner fucking. Not a great example, but okay. Leonard Skinner's one of the greatest bands of all the time. They were one of the tightest. I, I ever went to I'm not going to have an I'm argument sorry. with you about Leonard Skinner. God damn it, I'm not doing it. But anyway. That's a different. I'm sorry. <sighs> I love Leonard Skinner, okay? I am from They're Kentucky. one of the tightest bands. I am so from I. Kentucky, but I am not from that part of Kentucky, so you okay. haul your way on out of here. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> but at the same point, though. Y'all don't even live in fucking Alabama. Yeah, well, the hell? Still. <laughs> but, but the thing is, though, the, the point, though, the point is, like, Leonard Skinner mm-hmm. still went on to do stuff after, you know, years later after everything. After they, they, they died. It was a brother or a cousin or somebody. It was the, the brother was doing the, the vocals, yeah. and then they had a couple of the guys that, that survived, and What's some like, other members who weren't who weren't a part of the band at the time, but they were at other points. Well, it's even like yeah. ACDC, man. It was yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Bon Scott. Brian and Johnson you got Brian Johnson take yeah. over. You know, it's like. Well, you, you also go look like fucking Judas Priest. Judas Priest, I mean, fuck. Um, Glenn Tipton. Well, yeah. Glenn Tipton left mm-hmm. because of dementia issues and things like that. And then fucking. Um, or wait, am I wrong on that one? No, Glenn Tipton was the one that. One of them left. And there was one that's, Glenn that's. Tipton that left. Was it Glenn Tipton? Yes. Okay. And then I'm, Bruce, yes. I'm drawing a blank on the other guy's name, which uh, I, my stepdad would kick my ass for. But, uh, uh, but like, the, the, you know, the there's not really like there's not really original members with some of these bands anymore. Yeah. You know, so the, I never thought the Pantera would do. Back, it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Rob Halford is touring with Judas Priest again. Yeah. I mean, it's still it's still it's still but one do of the guitars. Think it's so. maybe like a last ditch effort to. Revive their careers to an extent to where they can be comfortable when they retire. Maybe, maybe. Because I mean, let's face it. I mean, how old are you? Thirty-eight. I'm forty. Yeah. Thirty-nine next month. Our kids, kids, aren't gonna know who the hell Judas Priest is except for through you and I. Well, yeah. So if we revive it now, <coughs> that's why you keep it alive. Yeah. But is it so much keeping it alive, or is it... I don't know, a cash grab. We're, 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 we're the, the, the prime example of, like... Like, my kid knows about certain bands and shit at well, 10 years you. old. Exactly what I'm saying. That, yeah. that no other kid's really going to get. But he's going to follow up. I mean, a great example is Josh's, Josh's kid. That kid has had so many awesome rock and roll like moments in his life that he doesn't remember because he was too young. Yeah. Dale Crover fucking chased him around like backstage at a, at a Melvin's thing. Yeah. Like 
he's been called out by Neil Fallon on stage, like from from Clutch. Like he's had all these cool little moments. He's the kid that goes to school and he's wearing fucking you know I hate God patches and you know like he's just got Melvins and Yob and all this stuff all over. Because well, of his dad. And exactly, you know, and like that's the continuation. Like, yeah. yeah, it's the continuation of, yeah, well, of keeping you know. I did that like with my kids. My kids were the only kids that went to school in like rancid t-shirts and right. no effects t-shirts and. So my kid wearing Ice Cube shirts, dude. <laughs> right. Oh well, yeah, of course. Ice Cube is my favorite pepper. But see Dax rocking the ice cube. He said it's really cool long sleeve one that I don't know. I think he got too big for it. Right. It's cool. I was jealous of it. But uh, yeah, that <laughs> was. I wish it was my my size. I wanted it. You know, You're jealous of your kids. Sir. But uh, but <laughs> is it is it you know along those terms? Is it a money grab? Is it trying to keep it alive? Is it it's all the above? I think it's all the above. You think it is all above for all? I think I think it is for for for, for priests. I, I think it's the fact of like it's just what he knows. Well, not even priest Pantera. Like, yeah, yeah, Pantera. I, I thought, thing. I was well, because we were talking about both of so, Yeah. But like the Pantera <laughs> thing, I think it is a little bit all, uh, all the above. They've been. There's been they've been wanting to do it for a long time. Vinny would never be okay with it. Well, no. And that's what but, kills me. It's because they're saying like because there's people that are saying like oh well Vinny and Dom would be so proud of it. I feel like Dom would be happy would be okay with it. Yeah, because I know, think Vinny Paul is probably Rita made up. Rita gave her blessing. Yeah, that's and that's the only reason was was Zach. Was, yeah, was came, but, came on board because he always said he wouldn't do it. He said he wouldn't do it unless he got the blessing of the exactly. Things. And he got the blessing. And that was only after Vinnie Paul died. Yeah. Well, you know? but... And it sucks because, I mean, like, it was talked about many, many, many times. It was always... And Zach Wild was always the one that people always talked about. He just couldn't get over... Vinny just could never get over it. And, I mean, I guess... I mean, I understand it. I get it. That's what I was going to say. You know, I get it. But, like, eventually... I mean, you're not hurting Phil Anselmo by being angry at him. No. It's hurt. It's eating you. Whether you know it or not, it's festering, <coughs> to be honest. Well. So hanging on to that, you know, I don't, don't forgive him. You don't have to. Yeah. Or, you know, forgive him, don't forgive him. But, you know, let's. The fact that, the fact Move that, it along, people. Exactly. Cause, I mean, Back of the bus. The thing <laughs> is, Vinny, Vinny always blamed Phil for Don being killed. And it had nothing to do with it. It, it was, it's, it, uh, and that, that was the biggest thing. Because that was, Nathan Gale was a psychopath. Well, no, he wasn't a psychopath. Yeah, he was. He was, he was, he, he was, was a paranoid schizophrenic. Okay, all right, all right, all right. And I have personal experience with one. Right, 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 right. And the voices in his head. Ben and Blue the Pantera stole his songs. Well, that and that they were reading his thoughts. Yeah. So, I mean,. Uh, he didn't, I, I'm sure when he woke up that morning, it wasn't, hey, I'm going to go put a bullet in his brain. Because I've lived with a paranoid schizophrenic. It doesn't work like that. Well, he actually had a whole big fucking plan and shit, though. Well, yeah, but most of the time, that's not a cohesive isn't the right word. I'm having a stroke at this moment. Um, it's not serious, folks. Gener- generally, it's It's not that person doing the right. Right. That person probably doesn't even remember. Like, Nathan Gale, the man, probably didn't even ever know he wrote it. Right. That's the voices in their head that pretty much take over them. Well, when it comes down to that whole thing, like... And Phil had nothing to do with that. No. 
No. Damn, I saying he was right for getting loaded and going talking some smack. He talked a little smack. Out of context or not, no, dude, you fucked up. You were wrong. And he knows it. And he's owned it. Yeah, he's, he's owned it since it But fucking you know happened. what? Again, he has to live with that. You and I don't as fans. Yeah. Who is it for me to go, you're a fuckface because you said this? Yeah. You know, unless it's that whole other conversation that we had earlier. Yeah. Because I would totally do that to all, all of them. <laughs> Just out of right. pure hatred. Yeah. So... <sighs> we're not we're not doing it I know so <laughs> I mean you have to own it he has to live with it he has to go to bed and sleep with it every night I mean he wasn't even allowed to fucking be at the funeral that's oh I bullshit. know and he probably deserved it but at that time period he I mean, has right, to he I mean, has to own it he has to live with it he has to sleep with it every night yeah you and I don't yeah so what the hell business is it of ours right well, okay. I like to have thought that Dime was a bigger person and would have, when Phil finally got clean, he would have been proud of him. He would have. He'd have been I really salty as shit. Yeah. But he'd have been proud of him. There, there's not a doubt in my mind that whether like, they if, make music or not again. If if Dime hadn't died and they took a break, because I mean it's like Rex even said, like they needed a break. They were. They were nonstop. They were for a, a year. married quartet. Yeah. For, I mean, I saw him 13 times. So, I mean, you have to think, they toured with each other Sometimes right up each other. Foot. That's funny. Right up each other's buttholes. Yeah. For the majority of my life. Yeah. Most people can't even stand to be married to the same person. Can you imagine living on a bus? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. Well, they Tom needed Cohen a break. An asshole, but yeah. I'm sure. No, I'm weird. sure they all had their asshole, asshole moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like <clears throat> they were a married quartet. They needed a break. They should have taken a decade off. Yeah. Well, that was, that, was that's that's what took, Rex and Phil were both saying. But it they, took Phil longer to get clean than that. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think until he was completely 100% clean. Do I think Dime would have had anything to do with him? So, I mean, I think I think Vinny's part rolled in his grave and all that surgery and all this shit. Honestly, because I think I think the because he never got he never found closure. No, and I think and like you said, like that's something that like because Phil said it all the time that he would, you know, <coughs> he's like I you know I, he's like I need Vinny Paul. Like Vinny Paul doesn't want anything to do with me, but whatever. My door's always open. Yeah. It may be closed from this uh, his side, but it's always open on mine. There was, there, was a, there was a lot of fucking... When it came to all that, there was a lot of fucking emotions like, that I couldn't imagine in that situation. Again, married quartet. Yeah. They spent more time with each other than most people do their spouses. Yeah. Yeah. I love my husband. I've been married 23 years. 23 years. And I've lived in hotels with him. When we were first married, that was cool. It was great. It was new. He was cuddly. Blah, 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 blah. 23 years later, we live in a house together. And I just want to punch him in the face half the time. Can you imagine being stuck on a tour bus for 23 years with someone? I'd hate you too, eventually. Eventually, I every mean, breath you took would get on my nerves. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially as, like, as hard as they went and stuff. Though, you know? So. But, but the, thing, the, the one thing I wanted to say, though, when it comes down to that, because I want to move on. But the... <coughs> The thing when it comes down to like Don Bag being killed, 
Yeah. Like, cause I was at El Rosa. I was supposed to be at. I was supposed to be at that show. Yeah, and I remember you talking about that. Shit was fucked up. I was. I had a manager where I worked at Little Caesars. Who we were all fun on going. He had to work at the last minute, so we didn't get to go. So I was a salty fucking mess that whole night. Then I go to work the next day and find out Don was killed, and I was like, "What the fuck?" But uh, I went and saw I Hit God but there. But would you have wanted to see that in person as a fan? No, I just wanted exactly. to go see Damage Plan. Like, so were you glad though in the end? Yeah, I don't. No, I didn't fucking be there. Yeah. No. It's just kind of fucked up. Even though it's about. a piece of, honestly, yeah, it's fucked up, but it's a piece of musical history to say that you've been there. Well, that place, it's a good thing that place is gone now. Didn't it, like, burn down or something? They knocked it down, finally. Didn't it catch fire with, like, some 80s hair band? No, no, that was, yeah, that's a different place. Oh, that's, okay. You're thinking of Great White. Yeah, I fucking love them. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, we're not talking about Great White. They had one good song. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sure. I'm a child. I wouldn't even go that far. I wouldn't go that far. One good time. I wouldn't yeah. go that far. I wouldn't go that far. But, um, but, but, but going to Al Rosa and seeing I Hit God, they didn't even want to play there. They were pissed off that they even got that it was even booked. Yeah. And at the end of the night, so here's the crazy thing, because I was like, oh, well, this is where Dimebag was killed. It was so weird going there. And I feared there had been some kind of security or some kind of pat down. No. Nope. They didn't change a fucking thing. No. Walked right in. No big deal. They had walls. Yeah. People were hopping over and shit. Well, at the end of the show... We're kind of hanging out, buying drinks, whatever the fuck. And I wasn't yeah, thinking, but I, but I, I, went, I went through the back and walked on the stage. My buddy yeah. that was with me, he looked, he couldn't even walk and on the stage. And they didn't give two shits, did they? No, like, that's the thing. There was people that were there that not that shit happened that I talked to. But I, like, I hate God probably didn't care either because they're used to that crap. That's how their fans Yeah, like they just hated being they there. They act like. But do you know what they had planned when I walked in the door though? And like none of the guys and I hate God were happy about it. Was they gonna crown you prom queen? No. Sorry, I had a carry moment. <laughs> no, when you walk, when you, when you walked, when, when we walked in, they were playing Cowboys from Hell, mm. and I was like, "This that was is their friend." Fucking tasteless. Yeah, I know that. They, 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 they were not happy about it. It was the first night that Aaron was the drummer for Friday God. Oh yeah. Um. All right, so let's take a bit of a break here. Let's let's play a little bit of the band of the hour, and we'll be right back to discuss some of the albums. Welcome back, and we uh, we were talking obviously about Pantera, and now this band. Uh, let's see how many how many albums they have, like studio Six. albums. Studio oh, albums. Studios. Five. Five. Um, of course, there was albums that came out before these, but. And Phil did do the did the vocals on Metal Magic. Yeah, he did Metal Magic. Yeah. So, I mean, technically, that would be a Pantera album. So yeah, but it wasn't... The, but it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't their style. They, they didn't come doing. into their own. They didn't no, come into their until own until, until they came out with Cowboys Real. True, but it is still a Pantera album. I mean, yeah, it's but it's a totally different era, though. It is, but... Just like Fleetwood Mac. There was a totally different era of Fleetwood Mac that had nobody that got that was in the band that well, everybody knew about. But that was you know what I mean? It's like a lot of drugs. Mostly just changed members. Because they did a lot of drugs. They did a lot of drugs, changed members. I guess. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm I mean, not it happens. Not doing drugs, but I mean, or changing members or so. But I mean, Fleetwood Mac is a terrible example. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, so they came out with the, with the Cowboys from Hell and toured like with it nonstop. Um, they toured with Skid Row on that one. Yeah. I saw them with Skid Row. Yeah, yeah, that's when they became buddies with them. 
Because they didn't want to actually do they uh Rex was the one that brought that idea to them and they were like, What what the fuck's this band? Because they they came out with well, they one ended of those up, ballads. They ended up drawing more than Pantera did. Yeah. It ended up well they Pantera they were opening over. up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I got, yeah, I saw them on that tour of the year ago. When I first heard this album, this was the first album that I heard of Pantera. It was at a pawn shop. No, when I first heard about him, it was around the time that, that is Far Beyond weird. Driven or Scratch and Trend Kill was about to come out or did come out. Oh, Man, so you came list. in at the ass end. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Same with me. Right? Oh, shit. I bought Great Southern Trend Kill. When it came out from a fucking Target in North Carolina, I was visiting my cousin. What? They sold uh, parental advisory CDs at this Target, and I okay. saw it. Yeah. And I was like, why is this here? Yeah. Like, this shouldn't be here. This is for and I, fruit. I had seen some Pantera articles and shit in, like, uh, I didn't read Metal Edge, but I read this real... Probably Rolling Stone. They were no, no, no. Well, yeah, but I, I read Metal them. Hammer? No, Metal Maniacs. This oh, really fucking weird kind of I like. I read that too. Uh, I had a subscription to that. Uh, a little more. Like Nine used to write. Kind of weird huh? shit. Or a little, you know, they covered Clutch and like Nine Inch Nails and some like. The more fringe, uh, fringe yeah. right? outside. But they yeah. were even covering some albums of Pantera because they were just getting yeah. so big, you know what I mean? Well, so I they like, also toured with Typo Negative. That's, That's why they saying. made yeah. it in that magazine. Yeah, true. And they were probably. Actually, no, they weren't touring with Typo Negative. Because they weren't necessarily the type of music that we had covered in that magazine at that time. Yeah. And, but I was reading shit about Pantera or whatever, but I seen that album of uh, Trend Kill and just that fucking snake on the front. I was like, man, all right, this is at fucking Target right now. I'm going to just grab it. So I I didn't pick Pantera up until yeah. Trend Kill. And then, man, my old roommate, Sarah... She just like blew my doors off with it and would play fucking Pantera all the time. Because Sarah and, and me, is awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, I love Sarah. She's my best friend. Shout now, out pretty to much, Sarah. So, yeah. Because um, she, she would played. be good for this too. Oh, yeah. for sure. If I could get her a house. Right. right. Oh, be, she would be excellent. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. It, ain't, it ain't for the, yeah, it's yeah. for other reasons. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. The house, She's but, a mommy now. You know. Oh, it ain't that. It ain't that. Fuck that. But. <laughs> well, 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 anyway, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, but she got me into Pantera, and then so then, uh, you know, I listened to her albums, and I got some albums, and by that time we were all downloading music and shit, and so got into them. But yeah, I didn't pick them up until Trinkill came out. I used to go to pawn shops, and like on the weekends and stuff, when I go to my dad's or whatever, because it was closer downtown. And I would just go and find like Pearl Advisor CDs or like the weird looking stuff or stuff that I might have heard of that I haven't heard. And Pantera Cowboy Chappelle was one of those. And I was hanging out with a buddy of mine and we would do these tapes where we would be like DJs and like record it to where we put the money. Kinda, yeah. Treasure tapes. And like but so we were but, but we, we had a whole like it was a whole stupid stick thing, or whatever. And we started listening we were listening to this in Soundgarden a lot. And, and Cowboys from Hell, though, uh, it was it was more of like a like a harder like a harder edged kind of Judas Priest kind of feel to it. Because the thing about this band is like they got heavier with every album, mm-hmm. and with this one, but I mean, every album that's what they set out to do. Yeah, can we do that? Yeah, how long can we do that? Yeah, but this one had 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 that feel of uh, that of, had of probably the most mainstream feel to it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people get shocked where this is in my ranking too, but 
Yeah, like, like you know, Cowboys from Hell, Primal Concrete Sledge, Psycho Holiday, Hearsay, Cemetery Gates, Domination, uh, Message in Blood. The art, yeah. yeah, the, the artist I mean, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of songs on here that like Message in Blood. Message in Blood, yeah. Like there's some good ones on here. It's a good it's a good album. There's not there's not one bad album really. Um, that is definitely one of the albums that you can listen to all the way through and yeah. not ever really get tired of hearing it because it's familiar. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it. To any even that's the casual Pantera fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, like, I, I, I've worn the fuck out of this album. Like, I really yeah. have. Like, I've listened to it. Like, when I first got it, I was like, I don't know. You know, this is fucking crazy. And so, like, I, I went through and, and found everything that I could. But, uh, uh, but going through next, uh, they came out with, uh, Bar Display of Power, uh, in 92. See, Cowboys from Hell came out in 90. Yeah, I was eight. Yeah. In 92, I was 10. And, uh, Another one, I mean, like he got a little heavier, got a little more of a hardcore feel to it. Um, that's when a, a lot of the breakdowns happen. More adult, like each album. Yeah. You could almost chronicle the band growing when they grown up. up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Completely. With each album, and they, I think you almost see how they got angrier and angrier. Oh yeah, like there was definitely more. Like they just they, they made sure that there was because there was also other influences that were coming into well, yeah. from going on tour with different bands and shit. You know, because Phil was big into like the hardcore scene as well as like you know like punk and all that kind and of shit and was into like david allen Coe and yeah you know, they like that side of it this is this is where i think that a lot of because it usually happens with bands in the second album but like well that's the album that makes you or breaks you the, the yeah i mean it really is and this one i mean this is a, this is a good one uh as well i mean like i said all of them are fucking killer but this one had a different, more of a feel to it. That first one had more of a Judas Priest kind of vibe. This yeah. one had more of like a, like I said, like a like a hardcore, uh, thrashy kind of thing. It had more of a punk vibe to it. It had more of a straight, you know, it wasn't, it didn't sound like he was, he, he wasn't trying, he had his own voice, Phil had his own voice this time. And I think yeah. Dom's sound was, you could tell that it was coming and it's kind of its own, like, you know, the, the blending in the, the southern uh, and riffs the with the, with the, the, the metal. And the yeah. Like, um, you know, because this one, I mean, had, of course, like, Walk, you know, which is one of the, like, their biggest Most fucking... popular song. Yeah. Which, again, it's a great song, <laughs> but when you've heard it over, like, 20,000 times in your life, like, you kind of push skip. It happens. Yeah, you just don't get as excited. Um, I do the same thing with Cowboys from Hell and uh, Cemetery Gates. I don't really... I've heard them so many fucking yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, definitely, those are not my go-to on Cowboys. Like, Mouth for War... The new level, fucking hostile. This fucking love. Fucking hostile is my go-to. Uh, demons, but demons, but uh, demons and be hollow. driven. That's one of my favorites. It's about demons be driven. I mean that. That's such a fucking heavy song. Hollow's a good one too. I remember the day, like about the date. But man, when she played that song, by demons be driven, she was just like, "Hey, you did this song, I bet." And because at that time I was listening to heavier shit, like I said, it was like. Yeah. Motorhead, Monster Magnet, White Zombie, like yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't like a metal kid per se. No, I was like a goth kid that listened to heavy shit. Not, not yet. Not yet. Okay, because I would say that's pretty school. close to Clutch. Oh, it is, yeah. Well, and that's where I'm at now. Yeah. You know, I didn't pick Clutch up till college, so this was like oh, okay. a, a year or two before that mm. happened. Right when I had, uh, you know, well, no, 
Yeah, I hadn't seen Clutch. I hadn't picked them up yet. Yeah. But re pretty close. Within a year, I was listening to Clutch. But, you know, she played that and I was just like, man, that's like, that's a hard-ass uh, driving song. You know what I mean? That's like real shit. So. Um, and something else I want to talk about, too, here in a second. But the album covers. Because the first album cover... Wait a minute. Get through. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, um, next, uh, they had Far Beyond Driven out in... 94. Yeah, they were all two, and, about two years apart except for the last one. Okay, yeah. Um, this this is one that, man, because the, the, like, like, there's so well, many great songs. that's the one, one that hit number one that's with one, no number, radio play and no airplay. Yeah, like it kind of blew over his fucking mind. It hit number lines. one on Billboard. Yeah. With literally just us buying it. No yeah. push. Yeah, you saw him on Headbangers Ball. Because mm -hmm. I'm I'm an old bitch and I remember original headbangers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ricky Hartman. Yeah, like I remember that. Like that's like the first place I ever saw like Skid Row. Like, yeah. You know. Rob Zombie used to hang on there a lot. Yeah. So. Like, yeah. I remember I, I'm the Pantera episode just shit when they were on. There. Some of that early MTV is what got me into the heavy music I found. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like because it wasn't like my mom was no shit. My dad didn't really listen to music. My mom listened to like. Kind of like outlaw country and kind of Americana music and shit. Oh, shit. So it's like, you know, uh, Credence and like Southern rock and shit like that. Yeah. So it's like, which I love all that shit now, but I didn't have any influence of like heavy shit. Yeah. You know, and so those, those old late night MTV shows that when they actually played fucking videos was uh, my introduction to a lot of heavy shit. Mm -hmm. You know, from White Zombie and then like find who that was and then find them in these metal magazines and fucking, you know what I mean? Whatever it was. But, and them too, you know, wherever this, uh, from, what was the other one? Uh, Headbangers Ball, 120 Minutes. That came along. 120 Minutes, yeah. But that was still. Well, because they played these old yeah. videos. That's yeah. where actually I saw, I saw White Zombie. It was on Beavis and Butthead, and I was like. So this love, I'm the fuck Beavis and Butthead. This. That's the first right. time I ever saw Nine Inch Nails was on so, Beavis and Butthead. Uh, right, it so it's like. It had like a hole, and I just yeah. remember being like five or six. Because oh, I, mean, I was in like the fuck, first grade yeah. going. What is the strobing stuff? This is yeah. awesome. Yeah, like I want to like as a six year old, you know, because you're still a kid, you don't care. Like I just want to fucking rage. Oh yeah, I mean it was just like that was my inner kid. Like yeah. my inner kid was angry and right. probably needed ecstasy and a glow stick. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> At that age, I don't know, but you know, and seeing being able to see all this heavy music introduced, you know, was cool back like. You know, it helped a lot of us find some of this shit. Nineties was a good time for heavy music. But see, it's yeah. so funny that you said and that on TV. That was yeah. your introduction. That was my first visual introduction <coughs> oh, to well, stuff like that. But like yeah, you know, I said, heavy shit around me, you yeah. know, my first concert was Black Sabbath. Uh, my mom liked Pantera. Right. My mom listened to. I grew up listening to Deep Purple. I grew up listening. Yeah. I didn't have a fucking mobile. I had a record player. My mom used to put on Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, my mom played a lot of cream. Uh, so well, I was introduced. Yeah. My mom played some class. Now, I heard, like, Creedence and, like, the stuff that... N no outlaw country, because my mother forbade country in her home. It like, wasn't, she like, crazy, would, but... No, yeah. no. If you even said, like... Because I'm a huge fan of Johnny Cash and Patsy Cline. Especially Patsy Cline. I got that from my dad. If she I had walked through yeah. the door... With a Patsy Cline tape because I'm that old, my mom would have snatched that thing out of my hand and threw it in the fireplace and gone, "Whose daughter are you? 
I raised your ass better. Yeah. That is some redneck shit. But I love all kinds of music, but so being raised with like a metalhead mom was kind of cool though, because I, like my mom done Slipknot. Like, my mom made my dad take her to his, and my dad is the most fucking vanilla sports radio talk radio motherfucker alive. Dude wore a three-piece suit every day of his life to work. My mom made him take her to a Slipknot concert. My dad literally called me the next day and went, I was like, so how'd it go? My dad was like, I was terrified. Mm. They started doing this thing and and I was like, what were they doing, dad? And he was like, I don't know, they were going to start. I said, they were moshing. Mm. He's like, your mother tried to go down there and it, no, I, I, no, I will never do that again. But at the same time, my dad took my mom to see Heart. My dad took my mom to see Sticks. My dad took my mom to see... Their first date was Yes at Reverina. Oh, well. So, I grew up with... I listened to Rush, you know. I listened to... Uh, yeah. They're highly overrated. I agree. I'm not overrated. Musically, I'm but not overrated at all. For me... I hate yeah, they're... Well... Okay, well, I mean, they're... Technically, yeah, the like, talent they're, is they're, there. They're, they're, yeah, talent is very I mean, much fun. there. I can't stand getting it. Yeah, he is. The writing is good. The, the musicianship, the, everything is fucking yeah. top notch. Getty Lee's vocals, fucking, they great. drop me nuts. Like, yeah. Do yeah, they I make just, you want to dig your eyeballs out with a rest of grapefruit spoon? I mean, I just. Oh. Well, see, like my, because in, in my it's house. It's sentimental for me. Cause well, I get that's that. what my mom. Yeah. But my mom's favorite band was Kansas. All right. So I, I got, got, got the, so, I got the classic rock shit from from my yeah, mom. Yeah, I got my, so, and my stepdad got me into like I mean he took me to go see Pantera. Like. But my mom listened to like ACDC and shit. My mom took me to see Pantera and shit. Yeah. Eight years old, my mom took me to see Pantera, like me in the back door of a one eight. So I mean, my mom. But it was so funny because as I got older, it was almost like. She got to a point in her life that I'm at now where I'm like, Ugh, new music. Some of it, I I really like it. Some of it, I really don't. But my mom couldn't stand Marilyn Manson. Oh, yeah. My mom used to get... But she took me to see him in concert in Louisville. She took me. But my mom always told me, you know, remember, it's a fucking gimmick. Black Sabbath was a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Don't buy into the crap. But my mom used to say, give me five minutes in a room alone with him. I will rip out the rest of his remaining ribs. His ribs were never removed. Yeah, I, I tried explaining that to her, but she just thought that was funny. All the ribs so, were about Manson. <clears throat> but my mom couldn't stand like yeah, Meryl Manson. That's a show we can do on Graveyard Talk is the yeah, fucking Manson episode. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to this album. Uh, <laughs> tangent happens. <laughs> side path, side path. Um, but I mean, like the 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 riffs get heavier and heavier with. I mean, strength beyond strength. I mean, the album opens up with like one of the most in your face fucking songs. Uh, of course, becoming five minutes alone. I'm broken. Uh, everybody's favorite. Good friends at a bottle of pills. That is my absolute favorite. It's such it's song. such a weird song. That is mine and my hetero life mate, my best friend. That is our favorite Pantera song. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. It was always it was always a favorite of all like, like all my my friends and shit. Heartlines of sucking cheeks slaughtered. 
I mean, use uh, use my third arm, and of course it has the Planet Caravan cover, which is damn good cover. It's one of my favorite songs, probably like I the cover. No, well, oh. just, just in, in general. general. Yeah. And I I really dig their cover, and I'm not always a cover fan, but this is a cool. If one. If you can yeah. do a good one. That's it. If I can, if you can do a good one, I can dig it. I can yeah. get behind it, yeah. you know. But if you like massacre it. Yeah. I have issues. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Like, I made a group of... Side note. I made a group of 16-year-olds cry on film <laughs> because they were slaughtering Pantera. I used to go to the same bar every weekend and shit. And there were live bands and stuff, and it was pretty much all the scene and all that stuff. And there's these little 16-year-olds, and I'm sitting at the bar drinking because I'm not concerned about it. My friend Jason, who is a huge Pantera fan, has a dime tattoo. He's in his own band. Right, right. Creek and shit. Um, he comes racing down the stairs. I'm mid-shot, and he goes, they're slaughtering Pantera up there. And I'm like, okay, boom. I'm on it. I go upstairs, and I'm literally, there is no space between the audience and the people. And there's like some people standing up there, you know, and there's some older women standing up there. I'm not paying attention to them. I run up there and start heckling the shit out of them. Made them cry, and apparently one of their moms was videotaping it behind me. <laughs> and. What Pantera? What song are they, they slaughtering? Oh, Cowboys from Hell, actually. And if you can't play Cowboys from Hell, because it's pretty fucking simple, let's be honest. As far as Pantera goes, comp music complexity-wise, it's pretty fucking simple. I can't play it, but I've never really tried to play it. So, but, and I granted, yeah, they were 16, and granted, was I drunk? Yes. But that is one of my favorite Pantera moments. I made a 16-year-old cry on videotape while this morning. Confessions. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, when, uh, when, when Greats of the Trinco came out, mm. um, there was a lot, there was some differences going on, some things going on. Uh, different people were hanging out more. This was around the time when... Uh, uh, there Seth, were drugs involved. Well, yeah, getting there. Um, you know, Anal Cunt, Seth, Seth Putnam, and Phil became really good friends. I Hate God started hanging around a lot more, uh, which I love both those bands. But at the time, yeah, there was a lot Mike of Yeah, but Mike had always been around. Because Phil and Mike had been friends since they were kids. Well, yeah, but I'm just, oh, I'm just saying, like that's that's right when like the influence. But they just started, started kind, of, kind of dabbling together. That's when you started seeing Mike because he he wore I hate God shirts with with uh, mm. Far Beyond Driven. Yeah. But like you started like seeing that as like the main like one of the well, main. Well, yeah, shirts but it also there. you know he got with Crowbar and all that other stuff too. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like like, but mm. they they a lot of different bands like the different styles of bands and stuff were kind of joining them on tour and mm -hmm. everything, and things got even more that. A lot of people, a lot of people are really weird about this album because it's such a different album from the other ones. Because, and Phil even said, talks about it. The other albums are are pretty much about overcoming bullshit, or whatever. And this one is pretty depressing. It's dark. It's very dark. Um, you know, I I love this album, like like no other. Uh, Great Southern Train Kill, which is another song that just opens up the album with the utmost aggression. Um, completely more aggressive than Strike Beyond Strength. Um, sure. But, I mean, you got Warner, Drag the Waters, Tens, Suicide Note Part 1 and Part 2. Which Suicide 
uh, no part one, uh, kind of brought in, you know, because they did a clinic caravan doing the cover, but they brought in like kind of a slower acoustic song that kind of nobody really knew how to take it. Um, but it was okay because they did it in a way like it was old school country sounding. <coughs> um, yeah, then, I, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. And then part two was uh was completely just in your face straight to the point kind of shit <clears throat> of course floods which is that's it, the song that most people will tell you <coughs> if they are true pantera fans gives them goosebumps every time they listen to it yeah they hit that dime hits that solo. that solo yeah that's that, that's one that i as a kid always always kind of like lunged out at me mm. like it's, it's 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 a fucking weird ass album it really is but it's 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 a good one mm-hmm. Drag the but, Waters is my mom's favorite song. Yeah, that was that, that was, was a song. my mom's favorite Pantera song ever. It that, might be one of mine. Well, oh yeah. It's, mine. Mm. it's just it's just it it it's it's a perfect example of how that band can go from just being like crunchy to just like boom 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 like in a matter of seconds like they they mm-hmm. they, they they knew how to fucking do it, um, and which also uh, let's see. I don't know what I was gonna say, but uh, see here. When when did this come out? Reinventing the Steel came out in two thousand. Three. Fuck. No. It's right here. I can't. Uh, two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah, it should have been before. Two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Oh really? Mhm. I was pretty sure I was still in high school when I it. So. Yeah. Um. Which a lot of people give this shit album to, like this album a lot of shit too. God, I got words backwards, um, but I mean this this album had a lot of good fucking like songs on it. I mean it, it's just it's got a lot of bangers. Hellbound, that's one of my bangers, favorites. As the kids say, slaps. yeah, yeah, it slaps, yo. Um, Goddamn Electric, which has Carrie King on it. Oh, which real quick, I, I gotta go back. Great Southern Trend Kill, uh, Seth Putnam from Animal Cunt. Uh, he's on Great Southern Trend Kill, War Nerve, and. Uh, Suicide Note Part 2. Yeah. And so those extra, like, squilly screams of him. Uh, which there is a live video of them doing the Great Southern Trend Kill live together. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. Yeah. I, 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 I don't give a fuck. I love Animal Cunt. Yeah, I <laughs> Most mean, ridiculous I band, like, like, yeah, but whatever. But wasn't he in, like, um, what other band was he in? Who, Seth Putnam? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in full blown AIDS. Wasn't he in like a Nazi themed band or something like no. Drake or something? No. That wasn't him. No, there was a there was a band called Adolf Hitler, or no, uh, no, no, it was uh, J- Jesus Some, Hitler or whatever. It was. No, it was something right. There was another. Band. No, no. Mm, but maybe I'm. There, 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 I know who Anal Cunt is. Yeah, right. I listened to him. One of the most offensive bands, but it was oh, all yeah. a joke. But whatever, I've I've had to defend them a lot too. Well, yeah, it's anal cunt. <laughs> yeah, so but it's it's their songs. Just the, just the whole sentiment behind it is not only you know. Yeah, but anyway, going yeah. back going back to Reinvent the Steel. Um, Goddamn Lesher, Carrie came from Slayer plays does a solo on. He recorded it backstage during their tour together. Um, or he was there. I think he might have just been there. That's what it was. He was there. He was just there, and they, they asked him to put a solo on it. And, of course, Black Sabbath mentioned it, Slayer's mentioned it uh, in the song. It's 
Catchy as fuck, too. Not to, not to mention that it's just heavy as shit. Yesterday Don't Mean Shit, which is one of my personal favorites. Um, which is a, another, you know, uplifting type song. Uh, Revolution is my name. The like video. I said, that, I'm telling you, is a sing-along. Right. I'm just telling you, you have to answer. I mean, I believe it. It definitely has that kind of vibe to it in some way. <laughs> I mean, it does. <laughs> um, but it also has one of my favorite, like, videos from him, though, because the video shows him just jamming, kind of like in the... Well, the it shows them as little video. kids, too. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying, funny. like... It shows them jamming, but it also has, like, David Allen Coe's in the video for a split second. It shows them all dressed up like Like their dad. And... Yeah, David Allen Coe is dressed up as their dad in that video, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Abbott Brothers dad. Yeah, like... I don't know, it's just just all right. There's all kinds of, like, different, like, shots of Charles Manson. And and then there's stuff going on just, like, you know, it's, like, 68 in the war born. Yeah. So you've got like film behind them of Vietnam and all that boom boom crap and yeah. stuff. The current events of their their lifetimes. Yeah, which I mean that I think I think it was a it was a, it's uh, a fabulous visual concept. Well, especially for it being like the last music video they didn't go. You know, was that the last one that they yep. did? Um, really? Yeah, yeah, because they only did that was the only like music video they had from. Um, Death Rattle. We'll grind that ass for a long time. We'll grind Uplift. that ass for a long time is one of my favorites. People give this album so much shit, and I don't know why. It was their heaviest album, I think. I, I they got Not heavier and heavier. Darkest, it was, but definitely heaviest I, as far as just pounding it in your face every song. This was the, the this album made you not think that there was any way, shape, or form that Pantera would stop. Yeah. Like this was this was this was a good one. And they could. You know, people say they tried to make a comeback album. Did they ever really go away, though? No. They, they, they hadn't gone away. Exactly. just had some shit. You know, just because you take a hiatus doesn't mean... Yeah. You know, they're over now, you know, obviously. But that was... To me, that was their heaviest album. I mean, see, I've, I've, got a, I've got a couple other friends with this in there, too. And I, I don't really disagree with it, either. Yeah. Because, I mean... That and Grace and Dreamkill were fucking, I mean, they're all heavy, but yeah, there is a, a certain level of getting back to the heavy, like, to a certain like, level. Yeah. that whole album makes me want to, like, drag somebody out of their car in traffic and just beat them in the face. Dreamkill makes me kind of want to curl up in a ball and cry a little bit sometimes. No, I believe that completely. Uh, yeah. And I love Dreamkill. Dreamkill is my second favorite, but it just hits me different, like, the whole <coughs> album. Yeah. Um, it hits me different than Far Beyond Driven. It hits me harder than Cowboys. It, you know, and I love all of them. Yeah. But that's the one where the boys just, just literally, they just pounded it into you every song. Well, they said, they also said that they were, when they were recording it, they, were, they weren't all drinking while they were recording. Yeah, they were, they were actually pretty they were, sober. Yeah, they were getting all their, you know. Probably the most sober they were while recording. All of their ducks in a row. Not saying that they didn't drink after they were done recording. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, but they weren't sloshed when they went to the Well, <laughs> right. but, and two, it was also because if you remember and you forgot to mention. What? 
Phil's vocals for Great Southern Trend Kill were done at Trent were Reznor's, done at Trent Reznor's spot. Yeah. They did not even record the album cohesively. Yeah, that's that's another reason why it was like it's, it's so a weird, weird album. You know, yeah, they didn't even do it as a band. You know, Rex and the Abbott Brothers did their parts and would send it to Phil, and Phil would go. And yeah. there was no real communication on like no. what about about what the album was going to be about or anything like that. That's why like the lyrics are incredibly dark. And that's and why like even Rex so said, you know, in his book, like when they got the finished product and actually heard it, it was like, wow, this guy's not going to live six months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not going <laughs> to like. They all had pretty much, you know, pretty much given up the given up the goods for Phil. Like he's gone. Yeah, Dom and him weren't getting along. None of them. No, well, like, he wasn't taking phone calls. He was being a douche nozzle and a, you know, floating down douche canoe, but... Well, I just, when they were on tour with, with Great Southern Dream Kill, there was, there was a little bit of, you know, Well, because he shit, had separated but, himself because he was doing dope. Let's yeah. just tell the story. Well, when they, when they, well, yeah, but when they, when they were on tour with, uh, Raymond and Steel, uh, that's when, like, he was completely, like, losing it. And that's when he, like, the drugs and everything else kind of, yeah, like, well, took hold. Well, okay, which album? Well, is... So the Dream Kill and that one both, because, like, he overdosed on the So the Dream Kill tour. But he, no, because he also overdosed. Um, which album was Five Minutes Alone? Far Beyond Ruin? He, he overdosed on the video shoot there. Like, him vomiting and shit, when you see him go out back, he was overdosing. Watch the behind the music remastered. He tells I the story. It. He tells the story. No, he tells the story about when he like overdosed. He, he talks about that too, where the nurse is standing over him saying, "You're lucky to be alive. Yeah. Welcome back." I'll have to. I, I haven't. Yeah, I've you'll never have heard to go that back one. and look at that. But yeah, yeah he actually overdosed. That's him like he trying realize, to vomit everything. Because he didn't out. get into like heroin and shit. He until was after doing no. He he had started dabbling at that tour because he was hanging out with Mike because think about that tour he was in Crowbar I Hate God right you know he was hanging out with Mike and Mike was a hardcore IV drug user Mike is the guy he talks about trying to score dope during Hurricane Katrina okay alright well I just I I have not heard that one is all I'm saying well I have inside inside knowledge so but it is been published out there. It is published. Okay. And I think he might have talked about it. Did you ever watch his um, Leola t- yeah. talk? I yeah. think he might have mentioned at least the Hurricane Katrina story in that too. Yeah. And that I was right at times. the end of Yeah. Far Beyond Driven. There you go. It was right in those eras. So you're talking, you had one album in between. It wasn't for, it was, it was Grace of Drink Hill. That's what I'm saying. No, you said Far Beyond Driven. I know. But he wasn't. He didn't start doing this shit until Grace was a drink kid. He was dabbling with it though, and he—that was the it. first time he ever dosed. Was I on that video shoot. I don't know about that one. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Holly. I am. I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. Pretty here, much I'm, an I'm, expert I'm, on everything, Phil and Tomo. I'm just. Saying, I. I. I kind of am too. Yeah. <laughs> Probably we've, we've watched the same interviews. Probably the same amount of times. I'm just saying. Too. I I am too. Yeah, well, when you Jason music, let me know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. Drugs were around. Bad things were happening. There you Mass go. hysteria. Tell the story. Uh, but uh, Raven, Raven is still, that, that tour, that's when I saw him. 
uh, with Soulfly, Morbid Angel, Leatherface, and my stepdad took me to go to that. It was, it was I got to take it out of school and we ate tacos and then went to the show. It was awesome. Um, but they also did the the Slayer and Static X and Morbid Angel tour as well. Yeah. I can't remember if that was before or after. I was, like I can't remember which one came first, but Soulfly. That, well, then nine then nine eleven happened and kind of fucked everything up because they were in fucking Japan, mm-hmm. and Phil and Rex were like, "Man, we don't know what the fuck's going on." There's like people like flying planes in the buildings in America, like we've got to go. And Vinny and Dimebag wanted to keep going. They wanted to keep, they wanted to keep the tour going. They're like, "No, fuck this! Like we need to get home before we're like stuck here for fucking months." Ever. And that was the last time that they were all together. And and then, yeah, like, unfortunately, uh, which we just got finished uh, with uh, the the 18 years since Dimebag was killed um, on the 8th of December. And that was probably, I don't talk too much about it except for the fact that uh, that fucked me up hardcore. Like, I, I, I still, like, I remember I was on the phone with a friend of mine. The night before, because I was supposed to go to that show, and it was 10 o'clock at night, and we were talking about something, and I was really pissy about the fact that I didn't get to go, and I made a comment to my friend, and I was like, whatever, like, it wasn't Pantera, so I guess it doesn't fucking matter that much, or something like that. That was around the time Don was being shot. Like, and then the next day, I go to fucking, like, work, Little Caesars, and there's a fucking driver there making fun of some metalhead died. I was like, what? And my friend calls me, he's like, dude. Dimebag was shot. And I was like, what? And then I, then I got pissed off and almost got into a fucking fist fight with the fucking driver who was making fun of it. And I was like, dude, like, seriously, fuck off. And it was a very gray, rainy day walking home. And then I, I went home, blasted up my guitar, and played Walk over and over again while crying like a baby. See, I had two kids. I remember... It's kind of weird because I can kind of equate it to like people that say that they can remember where they were when Eric Kennedy was shot. Yeah. I was standing in the kitchen making my kids grilled cheeses. Yeah. And the TV was on MTV. And, you know, Stone Cold Pilots, their, their music come on because it was the intro. And fucking Kurt Loader comes on. And Dimebag Daryl has been executed on stage. And I just remember going. the fuck like huh and so I walked over there and turned it up but that's how I found out was yeah. MTV was yeah, fucking there was a, loader was it social media back then no right. we were yeah we actually talked to other humans Kurt Loder my, my girlfriend at the time was a Tabitha Sorensen yeah my, my girlfriend at the time was living in Florida for a little while and she brought back a paper about Dom being killed Kennedy and I've still got the paper but the picture they have is Vinny. It's not Don Peg. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, why the fuck? Like, no, like, I was really fucking confused. But that 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 was some shitty poor judgment on Dal Rosa, which is no longer around. Um, I went there one of the last shows they had, or one of the first shows when they started back up. It was I Hate God. And walked across that stage and got chills when I realized where it was at. They didn't make it. They didn't make any adjustments to security. I, we walked right. We, we smoked a joint with Gary out back. Walked right through the back doors. 
same as Nathan Gale did, and walked right across that stage and walked right over to Mike to get my book autographed. But, yeah, fuck that place. They, they needed to be knocked down. So, uh, but to wrap up here with, with, with this, I actually, because they're the color of their covers. Like, oh, no, and also rankings too. Fuck, I'm all over the place with this shit. Uh, my quick rank on this shit, though, like, it, it, it is. Your top three or all of them? All of them. Oh, man. Like, I mean, just like, because, like, going from, like, the least to greatest, minus Cowboys from Hell. That's my that, that, that that's my last one. Oh, we're going least to our favorite. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, well, no, fuck that. That's just confusing. So I'll start with my number one. My number one is actually greater than Dream Kill, and then okay. Far Beyond Driven. Those but those go back and forth. It depends on my mood. But those are my two main ones. And then Vulgar, um, and then Reinvent the Steel, and then Cowboy Smell. All right. So those that, those are mine. So now we're going top down. Yeah, we're gonna just yeah, because it's just I don't know why the background is confusing. <laughs> You know, well, sometimes it's lead up, but yeah, so my top is definitely uh, Trink Kill. Just because where I picked them up at, I think, but because because of that, it's always just going to be my my go-to yeah. album. And then Reinventing the Steel, just because it is heavy. It's got a lot of my fucking favorites on there. It's badass. And then probably Vulgar. Oh, yeah. And then the other two... I don't know, man. I get. I guess Cowboys is next. Nah. And then Far Beyond Driven? Or? No, no, no. I would say it. Far I, Beyond Driven and then Cowboys for sure. Yeah. 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 Cowboys is my least, I guess. Even oh. though I like Cowboys from Hell and some songs <laughs> on it, it's never the ones I go to. It, if, I, if I'm going to just pick up an album, it's not going to be Cowboys. Yeah. It's going to be one of the others, so I guess it has to be last. Yeah, I can dig that. Hollywood by yours. That makes me a little bit sad. Yeah. Mine, I am definitely, my favorite is Reinventing the Steel. Because like I said, that is the album where okay. they just yeah. found you. It was my number two. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, it's heavy. My it's number good. two is definitely Great Southern Trend Okay, so we okay. just flipped on that one. Yeah. Um, because I do like the two extremes. Uh, like I said, you know, reinventing, you know, you just, uh, and then, you know, set the great seven turn kill. Like I said, fetal position, oh, cry. You know, yeah. it's sad. It's it's dark, but it's catchy at the same time. Then I'd have to go cowboys, because I can listen to cowboys from start to finish and art of shred. One of my favorites, hands down, and I never get the name of this fucking song right, even though it's one of my favorites. I think, yeah, The Art of Shredding, and Message in Blood. Oh, just Message in Blood just hits me in, in all my girly, tingly places. <coughs> and then, Far Beyond Driven. Um... Just because it, it's got bangers on it. It's got bangers on it. But my least favorite album, Vulgar Display of Power. That's your least favorite? Most fucking commercialized. You think I so? I am sick of fucking hearing it. If, if I have to hear Walk one more time, re 
Okay, yeah, we get it, Bonehead. You've heard a Pantera song. Right, yeah. It's yeah. the go-to. That's why it's not it's like high everybody's list, go-to. Yeah. So, like, you can be like a crap-ass, mediocre Pantera fan and go, I heard a Pantera song. I know the words. No. It is their most commercialized. So, to me... Right. For that okay. fact, yeah, I, I mean, I will listen. To I still, I love that album. I, I will listen to push, every you know? one of them, but I, as far as like, because I will not. There's not a bad Pantera album. There's just not. Um, but this is my last one that I would go to. Okay. I mean, yeah. that's interesting. That is the last one I would go to because it is the most commercially. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Like, I haven't seen a fucking car commercial with, like, one of the songs from that album on it yet. To be honest. God, I hope that never happens. Well, yeah, but I mean, eventually, yeah. No, I know. I, real quick, I do, like... Oh, I gotta go through these covers real quick. Um, like, the cover of Cowboys from Hell. Uh, weird old-school shot of all of them in a bar. It's, you know, like a Western, like, you know, cowboy time. Who? Yeah. Which was interesting. It catches the. Uh, well, but um, it fits the theme too, Cowboys from Hell. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, They're exactly. All kind of like rawr. It definitely, yeah, it definitely makes sense. Uh, Vardis Play of Power is the famous cover that has the guy that got paid uh, to be punched in the face over and over again until they got the shot they have. Mm. So that's a real punch. Um, that's actually the album that Piss was supposed to be on. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually, Piss was just. An outtake that just never—it it, really yeah. just never made it was, the album, uh, even though it was a killer track. Was it no? Was it no good? Attack the radical that it pretty much was. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, it's not bad, but I mean, it's it also a, like. It was a good track. I mean. Yeah. On, I mean, for some of the it's stuff that's on that album, they could have replaced it with that. Yeah. Well, see, because they even said they didn't really have. They weren't the kind of band that, that would just like have songs and throw them out. That was like the only one that they yeah. really. You know, because they just, they used everything they were working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Far Beyond Driven, the cover of this, was really interesting about this, I used to have the vinyl of the original idea they had. Um, but the cover of this one is blue, and it has like a skull with a drill going through it. Well, the original the cover... company made them change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original cover is actually what Phil has tattooed on his arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was done by Paul Booth, both of them. Um, and it's... What is it? It's like a, like a demon thing with his tongue of a girl's ass and shit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty interesting cover, and there was actually a shirt out of it for a little while, but it didn't last long, I don't think. Um, but there's that cover on that. It's kind of a simple cover. Nothing, I mean, it, it kind of, it makes to sense. To me, but though, it's, it's the hardest to read as far as cover-wise. I mean, you know it because you're a Pantera fan, but if you've never seen it, to me, everything kind of blends in. It's hard to read, almost. Hmm. Uh, and the Great Southern Turnkill has the very simple rattlesnake. Got me though. I, I yeah, that's well, the thing. It's striking. Out. But and it, I never. It, you know, it stands out against oh, it. Plus, absolutely. you see Pantera and red. Right ass red. Oh yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, yeah. It's visually striking. Two thousand. So my like fifteen year old self was just like, oh yeah. Yeah. This is it. Like I like I knew it was gonna be good just from that cover. I was right. Like, that just says it all right. There's a rattlesnake. Now the thing is the the, the cover for fucking reinventing. The I hate it. I I thought it was, I thought it was the most ridiculous cover. It's silly as hell. And it's like, it's dude, how do you go from all these badass covers to some I drunk redneck jumping through flames? Like I mean I get you want like everybody. This is our fans, <laughs> but like. No, we are not. No. 
No, I mean, but like that's that's yeah. Uh, so that's my, definitely my least favorite cover. Um, you have us confused with Slayer fans. I love Slayer. Mm. Yeah, I do too, but I'm not like a drooling demon troll thing like most Slayer fans are. No, oh, I love Slayer. Jim Brewer had it correct when he described Slayer fans. Oh yeah. Schmeagle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With my, with my, or, I love Slayer too, but like I said, I'm not drooling like Bridge Troll either. I was watching a Slayer video earlier, and my son. I was watching a Slayer video earlier, and my son was. I was like, "Do you like this?" And he's like, "Yeah." And it was their cover of "I Hate You," and um, and I was like, "You know what band this is?" And he's like, "He's like headbanging to it." And then like it came up on the screen. I was like, "What does it say?" And he goes, "Slayer." And he goes, "Slayer," because he realized I told him you got to make sure you scream when you say Slayer. Um, yeah, um, I would have to say that my favorite cover is probably Grace of the Tree and Kill, just a simple fact. Favorite cover, yeah. It's it's got a rattlesnake on it, looking evil as shit. I think it explains. I mean, it just it fits the album perfectly. Um, yeah, I, I I think that's probably my favorite cover. I also have to say a side note, uh, which I hadn't talked about, but their official live. This was one of the first albums I got from them too, uh, which I before I knew all the other albums. At least I had songs of all of them on here that I already knew. I'm not a, I'm not a live album person, and honestly, this one isn't the best. But this is a, I mean it's a decent one. But the cover yeah, cover wise, I'm, I'm not a live album. No, nah, really. But cover wise, it looks like a fucking Jack Daniels bottle, oh, yeah, and you look in the back of it, it's like you're looking yeah. through. And I always thought it was kind of cool. It was yeah. not a bad album, but no, and it also does have "Where You Come From" and "I Can't Hide," which were two, yeah. you know, two newer, songs. new songs. Yeah, I mean, it was a good, a good collection of, 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 of music. My favorite cover, <coughs> Cowboys. You like that? And then, it, I mean, it is a pretty cool but cover. I, I mean, well, it it's not even that. I mean, I'm, it, it, I'm sure you understand. Right. Yeah. Why that's my favorite cover? Because you actually get to see them. Yeah. It it, it is Catwoman well, because of that, that time period that was like a thing. It was before it was. Like, Although um, I so love that fucking headband and that hair Benny Paul was rocking in that cover. Yeah. Some bitchin' hair. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. No, I mean, the most bitchin' hair in metal don't give shit even to this day. He looks like ass now. Bastard fuck. <laughs> Looks like shit got the most bitch in hair metal still. Full Sebastian Bach. The man that says Axl Rose is the greatest singer of all time. I don't give a shit. Skid Row is my favorite. Yes. He, he doesn't think he's worthy of, uh, of Axl Rose. Skid Row is my favorite 80s. I, I, I do like Skid Row. I do like Skid Row. But, um, but yeah, Cowboys is my favorite cover. Just because you actually get to see the boys. I can dig that. And again, I think it's a it's a pretty pretty cool shot, you know. Mm-hmm. And you already said you you said Grace and Dream Kill Whitman, right? Album one. That's album one, cover. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, great fucking albums. Great fucking band. Um, okay, so if you could only listen to one Pantera song on repeat, oh god, for the rest of your life. Whoa. You yes. could listen to whatever else you wanted, but if you oh. could only have <clears throat> one Pantera song. Oh shit. Yesterday don't mean shit. Okay. That one makes me happy. That one makes me realize, like, you know what? Fuck yesterday, man. Tomorrow tomorrow is what matters. You're here, you lived. Now kick some shit in the ground and fucking do what you gotta do. Know what I mean? Not a main burn. Mine, I don't have 
<clears throat> I'm on the fence, but it's <coughs> yeah, it's probably about demons be driven. That's yeah, that's a good yeah. one too. Off that really commercial album. I mean, but <laughs> it's not even in my. You know, it's a great. It's just, it, like I said, I don't, I don't dislike any. Because there's some songs on albums that I like better. Mm-hmm. I just, I really dig that song. Oh yeah. And is it because so. you have a sentimental attachment to it, maybe a little bit too? Because it's Sarah. You have a fond memory attached to it. Uh, not in particular, because she showed me all kinds of shit. But I just think that it was like, I don't know. It was the, it was just a good heavy. It hit you album, at the right time. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just the music itself. Because like, yeah, she played all kinds of crazy music that I like, and some of it's sentimental. But this one, I just think it was just a cool tune that I would have never probably found. Yeah. If she hadn't played it. It's that so, kind of song that like you blast up and you start lighting up. And well, you started getting the shots in line. It was when I first started like lifting weights again after school and just like, I don't know, it was just a good fucking lifting tune or just like a punching bag tune and like, I don't know, it just always just get me wild as fuck and just like, ready to party at the house or like I said, lift weights or whatever. It was just like, uh, I mean, I don't know, it just got in my head for a minute. But so. you are. Hmm. One Honestly, our shred, our shred. Yeah. That is, it would either be that, or if I could like that, or if I was looking for like something that, you know, maybe I might want to cry to. It would be hollow, because the the yeah. story of that song hits me really hard. That also has a really heavy-ass part. Yeah. Which live, they always do the heavy part live. Yeah. They always kind of go, because they, they cut out that real sad part, and then it goes into the... And so, it's, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, but for me, it would probably be, and it's got to be, like, cranked. Like, that is the song that I get in my car, like, drive down my road, and just... I can do that. That's me. So. Oh yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm glad we were able to, uh, to to do this episode about Pantera, yeah. and it not be just me, because you just had me spouting off about these albums. And if I want to hear it, it's usually about some horror shit. <laughs> yeah. So. See, that shit. And Holly's here. I argue t- with Chuck all the time about music, so now we actually get to do it. Yeah. Together. Yeah, and actually, in Pantera is one band we don't ever argue argue about. about. Yeah, all through. Yeah. Well, you guys are on the line a lot talking about music, but this one yeah. that we all three agree on. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. That's at least I a, a think good, any you know I mean? kid of the 90s like who liked shit. heavy stuff. If, yeah. it, even Terror, if you yeah. didn't, though, that was the heavy band that you knew. Because, I mean, Because your buddies like, did. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> because you had that one buddy that was really a metalhead, not like listen to like new metal like corn or cold chamber yeah which i listen to cold chamber i love cold chamber that's um, all of them you know yeah i went through phrases of all those bands so you Big found truck. it <laughs> yes that was brooklyn's favorite cold chamber song that's just the one i remember off the top of my head i was like man we used to play that so much oh and she was she was little we get in the truck and i still had the cd and she put it I in there and it was 
like what number five <coughs> number five on the CD. Maybe. But when she she called it the ice cream truck CD. Yeah. Yeah. Because for some reason I guess she just didn't understand that the band was Cold Chamber, so she she hold up the CD and she go ice cream truck CD and she turned on five and Big Truck would play. That was Berkeley's favorite. You know, I, it must be a thing with kids in that album too, because like I've, I've let dad I've been I've been in my my moment from like all right I'm gonna go back to nostalgia, and then like I've listened to it probably since that school, album. That's probably the only album that I, I still listen to. Some of it has to do with the simplicity of it uh, musically. Oh, it's not it, they were a goth corn. That's all they were. Yeah, like no, you, they yeah. were better. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, low go boom, boom, it was if, it was blonde. If, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, if you took corn, got them up. See, that's the thing. I was like, not a super out. huge corn fan. I was a big corn. Yeah, I like corn quite a bit. I was a huge like biscuit fan. Uh, Judge uh, me all you want. I like the first album. I still listen to songs uh, of the first uh, album. Uh, um, and that one song, uh, "Eat You Alive," I like that one too. My dun, 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 see, dun. my favorite is one that you can't even find on an album because I saw them on Family Values tour. With Rammstein, Ice Cube, oh, nice. Incubus, Corn, and it's Cambodia. They never oh, reco- yeah. recorded that song yeah. I've seen the same the, as they did live. Yeah. The live version was so much better than the album version because the album version wasn't even the same song. Yeah. All right. So, what we're going to do now is we're going to cut to another song or two. Mm, yeah, maybe two. And then come back with the. Uh, the end of this uh, fucking show.
All right, welcome back. Uh, this has been a fun one talking about Pantera, uh, going through the albums and everything, um, and our personal rankings of, uh, of what we prefer in order. Um, it is now that time where I tell you what's going on with me other than this shit, and then I reckon my guest will uh, as well. Here, right? Yeah, I mean he's here. Why not? Right? Uh, but actually, you want to go first? What, what do you got going on there, Whitman? Uh, well, going back to fucking Graveyard Talk episode, so uh, it's all horror-based shit, but, um, well, I don't guess so, actually, but, um, so Jupiter and I got a couple shoots planned, <coughs> she got a Bulma outfit in, which is a fucking uh, Dragon Ball Z character, and uh, so, I don't know, there's a few other plans with some, uh, some shoots for that, and uh, we just did a shoot, hopefully some more, we'll get some of those up. Yeah, yeah, a couple of shoots coming on the way. I may actually have a Krampus shoot um, next weekend. A friend of mine's coming down with like, she's got these like horns, and it's not like a full Krampus get up, but. Um, it's inspired by. Yeah, so we'll see. So I may have some cool uh, Christmas shoots coming up soon. Nice. But, so yeah, got a bunch of shit edited right now. So stuff will be up on everywhere. Whitman Photography on Facebook, Whitman on Instagram, uh, Whitman on Deviant, and then um, Jupiter's stuff is Monty Meg on OnlyFans. So Krampus is, a, is the one we need to do for Graveyard, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Krampus is good. It's definitely that time of year. It's that time, man. So yeah, that's why I was gonna try to get some of those up, maybe. But yeah, and I'm I still c- got fucking Halloween uh, a shoot that's not up and edited yet so I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to talk about Krampus see I'm on four podcasts I'm pretty sure three of those I'm going to talk about Krampus yeah that's what I'm saying so, so are you sure you want to do it on our podcast I have no problem doing it I've talked about so many movies that over and over again before it's the one like new good Christmas horror flick yeah like, there's a ton of just shitty ones but like it was it's a good one it's so. a good one and it's kind of funny and I can't wait to introduce my kid to it here in about oh, a week oh right, right yeah because I told him about it and he's like, what? I'm like, you're going to like it, I promise. And he probably will. Or it might scar him, who knows. Right. Maybe he might behave a little more sometimes. You never know. Um, Tell him the Krampus is going to come. Uh, you know. Or the Yule Cat. You know about this one? Tell him about the Yule Cat's going to come get him. What the fuck's the Yule Cat? It's like some Swedish or Norwegian or something uh, myth. Or it's this big giant cat that comes and kills you and eats you if you don't uh, take care of your Christmas clothes like people get you. Oh wow! What? <laughs> yeah. I have never heard that. that Look up the Yule Cat. Like, Yule yeah. Cat. That is. Check that out, folks. Dust shit dropped on you, but uh, slightly disturbed. But that, that was some weird. of the shit when we talk about Krampus. I want to talk about some like horror, like Christmassy myths and shit. Like yeah, like Krampus because there's some other weird, like not nice Christmas like tales and yeah. shit from other countries and stuff that I really dig. So I'll, I kind of want to touch on that when we do our Christmas. So Real quick, before I, so I don't forget, I actually was on a post earlier. Somebody posted it was some horror thing or whatever. They were talking about some Krampus celebration or whatever. And some girl on the comments had posted, um, oh, they're trying to just bring Halloween into everything, aren't they? And so my first thought was my eye twitched. And then I looked down and there was another woman on there who was like, oh, uh, they're just trying to, they're just trying to disguise it as like, Trying to add, they're like, they're like, oh, they want you to thank this. I was like, they want you to thank it's pagan. Like, it was never a thing. Like, this is all made up. And, like, it's like, wow. 
from uh, you know October first to basically January first. It's the time of the heathens, man. So it's like people are stupid. You know, none of our traditions are, uh, you know, whatever remotely Christian. So hell, Santa. Uh, um, right. <laughs> um, but but um, yeah, I don't really care for any of it, but Halloween. But anyway, uh, Christmas is just as weird, dude. Oh, I know. I just, Christmas is almost I, as weird as Halloween when you get Christmas all the Christmas would be fine if it wasn't for all the other shit. Yeah. But, There's a Welsh, uh, it's like called like Mary, Mary Word or something like that. I can't even pronounce it really. It's a Welsh myth. And if you, uh, it comes to your house on like Christmas Eve or some shit, knocks on your door. And it's, it's a fucking goat, I guess, but it has a horse head, a horse skull head. And if you don't mm-hmm. answer it with a riddle or tell it a joke, it kills you. I've heard that one before. I have not. No, there's some I Christmas shit. I heard that on Adam there's knows every or ruins yeah, everything. Yeah, right. Now. So okay. there's a couple more, but those are. We'll yeah, discuss Christmas all that. Is fucking weird. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll discuss some of that on, on the Great Road yeah. Tavern. Uh, oh. as, as far as myself and the shit I've got going on, uh, Bastard Sons of a Jesus Go, um, been recording. We'll have some stuff out soon. <coughs> uh, Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, just fucking Google us. Um, toasting the podcast uh, on Saturday nights at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Um, uh, we do the usual talking about fucking Toasting the Crypt episodes and horror films. Um, video store clerks on Wednesday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern Time talking about all kinds of films. And right now we're in the throes of Christmas, so I think the next thing we're, we're, we're talking about Here's is some Krampus. Die Hard and Greatest Christmas Movie Ever. Else. You don't you don't cover Gremlins, right? We've already covered it. Yeah. Yeah. Die Hard. I love Die Hard. But there was another there's another one we're talking about too and I can't remember what else because we're doing doubles. So we can get cover a bunch yeah. of them now. But uh but yeah, uh, and then also Tell us in the Podcast. We also have a comic book out. Uh Tell us in, uh Tell us in the Podcast, which is Tells of Shock and Terror. Old school Tell us in the Crypt, DC Comics. Uh yeah, go to our pod uh, our uh, shit. Tustlepodcast.com. You can find uh, all you need to about the podcast as well as where to buy the comic book. And all the proceeds go to us buying a second one. So by all means, Christmas time is coming up. Uh, stocking, rapping, stocking stuffers. Hell, read them. Use them as fucking like, you know. Uh, 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 Take your child's Christmas presents up. There you go. You know, use this fucking toilet paper. You know, I don't care. If you want to puke in the fucking bag <laughs> and then wear the bag and then like clean yourself off with the fucking like comic book page by page. Uh, I don't give a shit. Just, just buy the fucking bag. Yeah. Yeah. So the good stuff's on the way. That, um, other than that, I have nothing more for you people. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Shout out. Uh, my friend Jessa, you should go check out the trailer for her new movie called Murder Size. It's pretty There funny. we go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now I have nothing further to say to you people.
Yesterday don't mean jack shit up. Huh?